Welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah from Marketing. This podcast is your local marketing inspiration for new business owners, owners that are feeling a bit flat and overwhelmed, or even customers who want to hear a bit more about their favorite businesses. Each month, I chat to a different local business owner in Perth who is nailing it when it comes to their marketing initiatives. On this month's episode, we talk to Jessie McGarry, entrepreneur and founder of The Bright Birth Co., Jessie radiates light and guidance, not only in her role as a doula, but also as a mentor for women building their own businesses. This episode, we focus in on her powerful social media campaign, Make It Make Sense, and the impact it had on women's rights while birthing during a pandemic. Let's get into it. So welcome, Jessie. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for, so much for coming on. Um, it's uh, really exciting to chat to you today um, about your business journey and what you've been doing in your business that has really sort of like made a change and, and made a difference in the world for um, for so many women out there, both birthing mamas mm-hmm. and then also business ladies. So thank you so much for coming on board. But So today we're going to chat about um, your business journey, um, what you've uh, sort of uh, been doing over these couple of years that you've been, um, actually, that's one of my questions, you know, how long have you been in business for? Well, um, the Bright Birth Co started in November 2019. So mm-hmm. my third child was four months old. But I like to say that I've been running a business since 2015 when I was running the business with my husband. He's got yeah. an electrical contracting business. So I like to say I sort of use that as my, <laughs> as my practice run where yeah. I learned a lot of things about business there. Yeah. And then I got my business and then I was like, cool, learned some lessons, yeah. don't make those mistakes with my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, still, that was my test run. Exactly. Yeah. I still help my husband run his as well. So ah, cool. um, I've got, yeah, the Bright Birth Co and then my husband's electrical business. So yeah, awesome. it's really cool to have both of them. Yeah, and so you, you started off as a doula, didn't you? And then um, you've sort of moved into a mentor of um, women in business as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love supporting those who are in those sort of soulful businesses. Yeah. I call them soul workers. So you yeah. know, the ones, they're healers of yeah. some sort. They're there to support others, serve others. Yeah. Because um, I feel like the traditional business mechanics that we see just aren't suited for this kind of work because we need to be able to thrive the actual business owner needs to thrive to then go on and serve the people that they serve so that is the purpose behind why I like to help guide women I like to doula be a business doula as well yeah other women who are serving people yeah amazing and I wanted to um, ask you, so you've grown your um, following um, on your Instagram to over like 6,000 um, followers um, in that time that you've had your business. Um, have you done any marketing experience before or where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, I've done the cor- like a course here and there and then I'll kind of stick to what it's saying and then I end up just going back to what I feel like doing and yeah. that's what served me best so um I take a lot of effort to honor my energy so if I don't feel like posting I won't because I find when I force it it doesn't work out that well yeah I try really hard to have really nice like intentions and energy behind when I post something because I 
think that people will feel that. Mm. So if it's forced, I think that's how it's going to be received. If it's like I'm super excited and passionate about it, then I think it'll be received that way too. And I always trust that my message will land with whoever needs to see it then and there. But that's like my soul side of things. But then my strategy side is I might get like a hit of inspiration in the shower. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have Aqua Notes. Have you seen those? No. What oh is Aqua Notes? Aqua Notes. It's a waterproof notepad. So I have, oh, really? I have it in my shower. So, because <laughs> that's like where my ideas come. So I'll write things down in yeah. there. But sometimes, obviously, it's not the best time to post because yeah. my audience isn't online. So then I'll use that inspiration that's hit. I'll draft something up and then I'll wait until it's a really great time to post and then yeah, I'll share awesome. it. And that's pretty much the basis of it i've tried other formulas i've tried um posting things a certain way and all of that but i found just honoring like what i want to do and what i want to talk about yeah is the best and yeah out of all the courses i've done that's that's what i always come back to yeah and do you find like social media is your biggest channel like you do you feel like you do much other sort of um like promotional advertising or i know that you've been doing events and things like that as well yeah, most of it is social media. Yeah. Um, I've got an email list. Um, I have a website too that does mm. really well with its SEO. Yeah. So if you search like Perth Doula, um, my page is the first one that comes up. Amazing. Which is, yeah, it's really cool. So I get a lot of inquiries through my website and sort of I think that helps me get found, which then funnels people through to my social media. Yeah. But it's mostly mostly social media and then um, word of mouth seems yeah, to connection. be helping a lot. Um, yeah. Apparently my name can get mentioned on some of the Facebook groups with um, people looking for doulas and things like that. And and a lot of the people that I'm getting come through now with inquiries are, oh, my friend knows you yeah. or um, a friend of a friend had you as her doula. So I've got like the word of mouth thing happening now, which is really, yeah. really cool. Which is like such the best way because they're already sort of qualified customers. They're, they're customers that know who you are, uh, know what the vibe is and they already know that they can sort of connect with you, like that you're their person sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's coming from someone trusted who yeah. has recommended me and has been able to testify towards their experience with me so yeah I'm very grateful for that <laughs> yeah and I wanted to chat to you about how your business or how um things changed for you when COVID hit did you find that there was a real big change um in the way business worked for you you know you were you were doing your doing and then you had a lot of restrictions and things that you had to keep up with um yeah what was the biggest thing that sort of changed for you during the pandemic um when it first hit sort of in that, you know, that April 2020 time, that was when I realised my potential for offering things online and still being able to make a difference. So um, when it very first happened, there was a lot of, all of like the hospital classes had shut down. Yeah. And, you know, they're not that great anyway, (laughs) to be honest (laughs) with the information that they share. They do share some good stuff, but there's a whole other thing, a lot of other things they can cover. So I had this idea of creating a a course where it was just a bunch of videos covering birth. So, yeah. you know, the stages of birth, um, comfort measures, what healing looks like after, just like the things that people really need to know. Mm. And um, I was going to offer it as a pay what you can. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. I told everyone about it. And then I stayed up until 1am recording myself with my webcam and made all the videos. <laughs> and then I uploaded them all 
and put them on my website. And I don't know how. I pulled it all together in a night, basically. Wow. And offered it the next day. And, um, yeah, a lot of people bought it. Yeah. And, and, like, I had some people would pay, like, $7. And then I had some paying, like, over 100 Wow. So um, it was really, really cool to offer that yeah. and to see that need and to fill that need. But also just to, like, serve people and give them something that they needed. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's so um, uh, different, like, to pay as you go. Like, that's – I've never actually heard of that. Yeah. So how did it work on your website? Did you just, like – did you have them there and just go, okay, I want to buy that video and like add to your cart sort of so thing? So the whole course was available. Okay. They got to choose what amount they were going to pay. Wow. So it was, it was like That's a sort of pay, pay what you can. Ah. Yeah. So pay what you can. So they got to choose the amount. Oh, that's so... The amount that felt okay for them. And I was yeah. so cool with offering that because it was, it just felt like it was needed. Yeah. Um, and now it's not available for that anymore. Like yeah. now it's because I said this will be for a limited time and now it is yeah. available for $111. But before it was, yeah, whatever you want. And then there's a lot of Googling involved. <laughs> a lot of like, how do I do this on WordPress? How do I do this on <laughs> WordPress? How do I record a video? And that's pretty much how yeah. I figure everything out. I just Google it and yeah. Google and Google and Google and YouTube and YouTube and YouTube until I find the answer. Yeah. And so I found like a plugin that allowed you to, that allowed people to nominate their price and there we go that's so, so cool yeah off I went with that so from doing that I learned I could offer things online that people would need and it was a great way that I could serve people who maybe couldn't do the one-to-one because I only had a capacity a certain capacity for one-to-one doula clients yeah and for some people that wasn't an investment that they were able to make or it just wasn't the level of support that they were needing or looking for Mm. so that really opened my eyes to that and then I began launching a lot of products on my website which now just kind of tick over yeah just sitting there as evergreen ones and then I also have um programs that I just launch um every now and then as well so yeah that was where it changed for me yeah awesome and what um what made you realize that the make it make sense campaign needed to happen it wasn't like a moment where I was like I need to run a campaign it was this is wrong um and this was in this was in 2021 and I think it was April I think yeah yeah yeah, it was it was April it was the second lockdown so the first one was in January that's right yeah and the second one was um around Anzac Day Mm. and at first, it was just seeing the restrictions that were coming through, which were really intense. They weren't allowing um, partners, dads, mm. husbands, just other other parents. They weren't allowing them to visit the birthing person on the ward ever. So essentially, it meant a woman would birth, would have her baby. Her partner would have to go home pretty soon after birth. Mm. And I was hearing stories of anywhere between 15 minutes from someone who had a C-section mm. to um, up to two hours once they got transferred to the ward. Mm. And they would leave and then they would not be allowed back until the woman was discharged and had physically left the hospital. Crazy. And what about birth workers as well and doulas? And, and yeah, we were. That you weren't allowed in no, either. No, so, it, so literally at the moment they're most vulnerable, they have no one. They had, they had nobody. Oh, and that's horrible. They couldn't, like some of them obviously had other kids and so yeah. they weren't able to see their kids 
and mm. they weren't even able to see like their anchor which for most people is you know their husband or their partner or the mm. father of the child or for some women as well who didn't have a partner it was seeing their mother yeah. or their sister or their best friend like there was everybody has somebody who is their anchor mm. who provides that support and safety and they were essentially isolated from them and that was the first time that they had done restrictions to that extreme which was confusing because it was only a three-day lockdown whereas the last one was a five-day lockdown and the restrictions weren't that intense partners were able to visit but only for two hours but they were able to at least visit for two hours a day still not great but I mean there was at least some kind of connection there yeah and then the bit that really angered me and many people Mm. was the lockdown ended but these restrictions stayed in place really but people could go to the football yeah. The football match was okayed for 45,000 people to go to, which I think ended up getting scrapped in the end. But, but initially, the, it was, initially yeah. it was football is okay, dad's partners, no, you can't go see yeah. your baby. Your, and that's the other thing. Like fathers of children were not able to see their child, mm. their newborn baby, who is their DNA, their yeah. genetics, their blood. They were not able to see them for days after they were born, which impacts the whole family dynamic and mm. the bonding and everything like that. So that started, a, a lot of birth workers, including like birth photographers as well, mm. were not happy about it. We started sort of posting about it and I think it just kind of gained momentum really mm. of uh, me just highlighting this is what's happening, this is why it can't happen, it's not fair. And then my stories were getting screenshotted and just reshared, 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 reshared. Mm. And then another friend of mine, um, Lauren, got in touch with me and we kind of joined forces and we decided to do this social media blast. So it's still at this point, it wasn't like a campaign. It yeah. was just like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. And we created a post which directed people to our bio where they could then download these images, which was hashtag make it make sense. And we would tag... Um, Mark McGowan and the health minister and a bunch of other people as well. And we had like a um, draft of this letter to explain, you know, what's happening and why it can't happen and what we um, as women and citizens of Perth are demanding. And it was that everyone would post at 6pm on a certain date. Mm. So everyone went to that, downloaded it, and then the 6pm came and then everyone posted it. And (laughs) what was really funny was my poor... um, four-year-old at the time he got quite sick and I had to go with him into hospital so I was in hospital with him watching this social media like blast happen amazing. and it was it was just so amazing and so wild and it just continued on from there we got media coverage um, I helped one of the beautiful mums who had a c-section whose partner got kicked out 15 minutes after her c-section oh my god which is not long at all. It's so barbaric, like, really. It's, like, it's, and, like, punishing. It's horrendous. Yeah. It's absolutely horrendous. And, mm. like, that's the thing. Like, you're weighing up. I understand that public safety measures need to be taken, but what you're doing is you're sacrificing the other safety of women, which is mm. their mental safety and their emotional safety. Yeah. And that is where it didn't weigh up. Mm. Like, what was being sacrificed for public health didn't it didn't line up because Mm. the way we birth is with us for the rest of our lives Mm. and these women were having a traumatic event separation isolation being forced upon them 
like some women were in labor when it was the lockdown was enforced so they had no idea that it was even going to happen and then yeah. they're told okay sorry actually you know you can't you can't do this and I, there was one there was one woman who had twins and one of her stories was that she um they she was in labor while the lockdown was called so mm. she wasn't as fully prepared and um she didn't she needed underwear when she was on her stay she needed some underwear and some other supplies for her babies and um because her partner wasn't allowed in she had to walk out of the hospital to meet her partner to pick up her stuff so that she would have extras oh my God. just stuff like that so i helped a mum um she was on channel 7 i went with her while she told her story and she like just given birth she, and she discharged herself early as well but so yeah. that she could um go home and be with her family and her other child as well and i imagine that like a lot of people were probably doing the same like i don't want to stay here yes even for their own health you know like, they yeah. might have needed that extra support oh, but and we had yeah. so many stories saying that because we asked people to email their stories in and i have 30 over 30 pages of stories of very similar messages of I discharged mm. myself earlier than I felt physically ready to mm. but I couldn't be alone anymore yeah and that was pretty much the the dominating theme of all of the stories yeah um so yeah, it was a really it was a really hard time it was really infuriating the yeah. representation of the media was not that great either yeah um, stories were twisted they missed important points it was very clear they were just trying to make the news just yeah. have a cool news day but really didn't feel much about the issue at hand yeah which was fine but it was really disappointing when it kept happening like that mm. and then um the leader of the opposition Libby Medham got in touch with me I don't know how my phone rang and she's like hello this is Libby Medham and I was like oh my god hello <laughs> she's like so um I'm thinking of you know she'd been following it because we'd been emailing politicians as well um yeah. including like leaders of the opposition and that and um she's like so I'm thinking of holding a press conference tomorrow at Parliament House. Do you think you can come? I was like, um, yes. <laughs> and she's like, do you think you can, like, get some women to come with you? And I was like, um, sure, sure, I'll um, try. And so then we put this call out and we got a bunch of women and I think there was, like, 40, 50 of us and we rocked up the next day at Parliament House and then I spoke to all of the media and I told some really powerful stories and explained what was going on and why mm. it wasn't right and, you know, all of those things again. And once again, it wasn't represented that well. Like, we were called protesters, which was funny because we were invited so <laughs> there. Um, just little things like that. But we got the story out there. But at the end of the day, you know, we kept pushing the message. And by the end of it, the next um, lockdown that we had, they didn't restrict partners at all. Really? So partners were allowed in for as long as they wanted. Yeah. It was just one um, but it was a win, at least. Yeah. How that make you feel when, like, all of, like, all your hard work and, and like, the, what started out as, like, this just needs to be addressed to, like, this massive thing where you're on the press and, and <laughs> like, you're doing all of that. And then, and then as well, the end part where it's, like, the result that came out of it. Like, how did you feel at the end? Um exhausted <laughs> I can imagine exhausted was, was like one of the things like I was on my phone I think eight hours a day when yeah. that was happening it was intense because I was trying to you know I was taking in everyone's stories and energetically too like I was hearing some really really hard things and I can hold a lot because that's the role that I have in mm. the world too um but that was really hard and obviously there's people who don't agree and um 
some of them are quite nasty as well when they don't yeah. agree and that you know that hurts your heart no matter what yeah um but also really proud, like really, really. Although they never said, you know, this is because of all the noise you yeah, made. Yeah, they're um, never going to do that, are and they? And I, I like to think it was us. I'm yeah. assuming it was us because we were pretty freaking noisy. Yeah. Um, you know, when women's, when women's voices unite together, it is pretty cool. So I felt really proud of everyone because it wasn't me. It was everyone's voice that came together and how willing women actually were to speak up and mm. say, no, this isn't okay anymore because that's where the difference was. So exhausted and proud (laughs) yeah so I mean that would have made such an impact for women you know birthing now and and like like you said for the next sort of restrictions that came in place that that they didn't have to have um the restrictions Mm. the birth partners could were allowed and things like that but um what how did it impact your business after after this whole thing as well like how did you find it changed and and impacted your business um well I had a lot more followers um, <laughs> How many did you end up getting? I think I, I think I start when, when the campaign and all that started. I think I was around three and a half, and then I finished when the campaign sort of ended. It was around five. So yeah, and you're I at got, six now. Yeah, so, I'm you at, know, like yeah. you're still reaping in that, like yeah, that benefit and the the you know you have that thousand followers but then they talk to their friends and then they go oh, I'm mm. following this person I'm doing this person and there yeah, seems yeah. to be a bit more momentum like before yeah. I think it would take me about 12 months to get a thousand yeah um and then it kind of went down to like six months I would it would be about a thousand so I'm sorry it's my watch dinging um right. yeah so it was it was pretty cool and then the other thing that I noticed was when people would inquire with me about possibly engaging me as a doula, a lot of them would say, um, I saw your campaign or I saw the way you represent women or the way that you stand for women to use their Mm -hmm. voice. So there was like that message came around a lot. So it, I really liked that I was being seen for my values of women standing up for themselves and Mm -hmm. advocating for themselves and also uh, getting what they deserve and, and demanding what they deserve as well so it was just nice to be known as someone who like really cares about women (laughs) yeah which definitely comes across and like I said that I'm uh, so excited that you were able to um, come on and chat to me about this because it is such a vulnerable thing for women to go through and and to be like almost the the representation of women like you were a perfect person and you did a perfect job and I think like I don't know if um, I'm sure people have already said this, but thank you so much for doing that for <laughs> WA Women and standing up for us. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you've had such a big impact for people and for yourself. And um, uh, I wanted to sort of ask you, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that um, might come across something that um, – so what I, what I was explaining before was that um, purpose-based marketing is mm. when you sort of see something that – isn't right in your community that you know is related to your business and that you can really make a difference and a change for and and um you essentially everything is marketing every time we're promoting every time we're sharing things is marketing so um they call it purpose-based marketing um and if there's uh uh, you know, there's, the, I'm sure there's businesses out there that sort of have this issue or problem or, or um, see an opportunity like this. What's the, what's the advice you would give to someone who has a, um, something that they believe is not right, um, an injustice or, or an opportunity in their um, uh, business to change to, based on what's happening in their community? What advice would you give? 
business owners or new business owners? <laughs> I can let um, you think on this. No, no, I've got, I'm like, so many things. Um, <laughs> top three, top three. Trust your voice, even if it shakes, because it will, <laughs> but trust your voice mm. and think about the people who you are serving. Don't mm. think about the people who don't need that. You yeah. know, because you'll have people who are like, why are you doing that? That's silly. Or, mm. you know, there's always going to be people who disagree. Even mm. if it seems like something impossible to even disagree on, mm. there will be people like that. But if you focus on the people who are saying no and you give in to them, you end up not serving. Yeah. So stay true to yourself, stay true to your voice and go for it because you have those gifts and you were given those gifts. And if that like thought or desire is entering your mind and your body, it's not doing it to dangle the carrot and go, oh, this would be really cool, but like you're not good enough for it. Yeah. It's doing it because it's like you have the right stuff for this. Like mm. you have the right stuff to go and make a difference. And, you know, making a difference can be as simple as someone reading it who might not ever comment or like or even share, but you create a shift in them. Yeah. Or it could ripple out into conversations that they have with others, which you'll never see. You know, I saw stuff with my campaign because I saw it being shared. But there's little things every single day in what I post and what I share that no one is ever going to actually respond to individually. Mm. Like, I know I have followers who probably will never actually engage with me, but will still follow along because it resonates with them and mm. it's making them smile or it's making them feel seen or it's making them feel heard or validated or whatever. And so you have to trust that there will be unseen impact to your work as well. Yeah. And um, that should charge you on, not like, oh, no one's saying anything because that doesn't mean that there's no impact. It's not a reflection on that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Great advice. Thank Very you. Very good Thank advice. You. Yeah, yeah. And my last question for today, and I love to ask everyone is um, so my passion is um, supporting small business and that's why I do what I do. And um, so I always love to end on who is your favourite small business out there at the moment and why? <laughs> You're like, all oh, the questions oh have been about. <laughs> I, have so, I have so many small businesses. Like, mm. oh, my God, so many. Okay, the one that would come to mind, this doesn't mean I don't love everyone else because I do. <laughs> Um, disclaimer this yeah, is disclaimer. not favorite this is oh um, i should have rephrased that maybe not favorite who's relevant at the moment okay. <laughs> um i really love um christy mcgann she has two separate businesses but i'm gonna say them both because they're both beautiful one is the bod society okay um so she makes beautiful natural eco-friendly um skincare okay. and it's divine and she's so thoughtful with it like even the packaging is biodegradable like yeah and she puts little messages on it it's so thoughtful she's a mum um she's got a beautiful little boy koa and she's so like heart-centered and soulful in mm. her product business and it just shines through mm. and i think that's why she has such amazing like launches and sales because she calls in this beautiful ease and love and joy instead mm. of like I'm a hustler. She's like, mm. no, I'm a I'm a mom. I'm a badass because she is, and um, <laughs> this is my business and these are my products and they're so loved and so renowned. And she also has just launched another little side one called Roses and Ray, which is named after her grandfather who passed away just after her little boy was born, like mm. days after. 
and um, it's affirmations, but they're decals. So you can stick them on and then you can take them off and put them somewhere else and they'll stick on the wall or your mirror or whatever. That's a good idea. And, oh, they're beautiful. I've ordered some, so they're on their way. So (laughs) To go in your shower next to your shower (laughs) doors. I I should ask her, are they waterproof? Because I reckon they are. But again, it's all biodegradable, like the packaging. It's so, Mm. she just puts so much thought and love into every aspect of her products, the marketing, the words, the everything mm. that you can't help but feel it yeah um and I also just love like how freaking clever she is like removable decals with affirmations on it like yeah. it's so innovative yeah when I did that come it. out of her brain like like you said that that whole thing like if it comes up in your brain it means that you're worthy it's of meant it for you and yeah. I'm so yeah I'm cheering her on so hard that she's going for it and um yeah, she's just beautiful. So shout out to her. The Bond right. Society and Roses and Ray. Okay, I'm check- again. cool. <laughs> I'm checking it out. I'm checking it out. I'm going to go have a look. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And um, uh, yeah, we've it's been an absolute pleasure. So easy to talk to. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this month's episode. If you're a business owner in need of a little guidance or want to know how this example could relate to marketing in your business, head to my website, sarahfrommarketing.com, where you can find a more marketing-specific lens on each episode. If you are looking for a more tailored response to your business problem, click Inquire Now on my website or head to my Facebook or Instagram to message me. Until next time, keep safe, support local business and stay authentically you.